I finished my orange. Thank oh. you so much for letting me eat it. Of course. Well, what am I going to not let you eat an orange? You're a grown yeah, up. You, you could be like, time is money. Money's you know? time. Mm-hmm. Oranges, negative money. I had to spend money. <laughs> but you do got to spend money to make money. So That's right. So you got to eat an orange to make a podcast. You got to eat an orange to make a podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, reflection our season two reflection episode yeah you always have to reflect mm-hmm. welcome to poetry it's our season two reflection episode i'm yuki me oh i'm koya <laughs> all right so w- our season two we wrapped season two can you believe it that's crazy i can't believe it all of that is very believable to me there was never for one moment that I thought I, I couldn't believe it. You never had any doubt. I never had any doubt. Did you have doubts? I'm full of doubts at every moment. Wow. That's yeah. Okay. But it's, this is the good tension that we bring. This is why we're successful. I don't think so. Cause I think I'm usually the one who doubts and you're usually the one who has too much optimism. <laughs> Nothing can get in our way. You have the right Jesus. amount of optimism. I think for a children's cartoon. <laughs> so again too much (laughs) well for our reflection we were thinking or i was thinking i don't know we're gonna do we're gonna do uh the question thing that we did for season one but we're gonna do it a little bit like newlywed game style um so we get to decide collectively who i don't know how to explain the newlywed game i don't remember how the newlywed game worked so the thing is, I'm not sure if I've ever actually watched the Newlywed Game, so this is like kind of in theory how I think the Newlywed Game works. But I ask a question, and then we have to fight it out to decide who would get to be the answer. Okay, I don't think that's how it worked. I think that's how it works. I, I don't know. I feel like there might be paddles involved. Now that you or like okay, a whiteboard, yes, yes, you do. You're supposed to write the answer, and then like yeah. the, like your your partner supposed to guess. Yeah, but and, this and time it, we're just gonna fight it out because we don't have paddles. This is a non-visual medium. Newlywed was that the one where he would kiss all the lady contestants? You'd like kiss them right on the mouth. That's gross. It was it was gross. I think that was that one. It was it was gross. I don't um, think so. You can't yeah. just kiss a newlywed. I don't think this is the same game. No, I think the host would. I think he would like kiss all the ladies. It, it was, it's a little bit like. There's like that lore of like the king would have sex with your with wife. Your wife. Yeah. yeah, I don't cool. like that. I think the host of the newlywed game would have to, once you get married, he had like legally had to kiss your wife before you can do it. That's gross. It is gross. But I think what they did, yeah, they you would guess. And then like, if they didn't get it right, it was like, oh, should you be married? You know? So, oh. So there's like some element of like, I guess you don't know your wife or your husband. For a second, I thought you were going to say, if you get it wrong. The host gets to kiss your wife. <laughs> you get it wrong. <laughs> you get divorced and he gets to marry your wife. <laughs> so we don't have another oh. host. So no. it's just us. We don't have to kiss anybody. No. Um, really don't or want to. marry anybody. We don't want to marry. So that's good. I'm just going to ask a question. Okay, let's get this game rolling. <laughs> we clearly don't know how the actual game was played. So we're going to make up our own rules. Okay. And we're going to play a game that we want to play. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you a question and then we got to duke it out. You ready? 
I just want to say just real quick, because we are using, <laughs> we're using the newlywed game of the framework, but then we're not actually utilizing the framework. So maybe we should just call it something else. Like, like poetry wed. No one's going to know what that means. Well, that's true. Newly poetry. The newly poetry game. No, that's also bad. The poetry game. We'll just call it the poetry game. Okay. Okay. We're going to play. So on today's episode, we're going to play a game loosely based on the framework of the newlywed game. So we're going to call it the poetry game. Uh, I'm going to ask a question. Koi and I are going to duke it out and, uh, you know, figure out what we think is the answer. All right, Koi, are you ready? I'll never be ready, but I think we should go anyway. Uh, Do you have confidence that you will win? No. I actually don't know if there are winners to this game. Yeah, I don't know who, who Okay, what what are the stakes? What are we going to win at the end? Um at the end we win the right to cool. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. just just honor. Okay. Just Question honor. 1, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Which one of us would be more likely to be Emily Dickinson's best friend? And so then I answer and you then, answer and then what do you do? And then you answer. And then I'll answer. If I agree with you, I agree with you. If I want to fight you, I'll fight you. Should we answer at the same time? No, because then this is a podcast. So people won't be able to understand. <laughs> or I guess we could. We could we could do like one, two, three. Koya. Yeah. And then okay. we can we can elaborate. Yeah. Okay. One, two, two three, three. Yuki. Me. Oh, I was you to have say my to name. say the name. Koya. Okay. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Koya. Yuki. So you've got to fight now. Okay. I don't know if this game is a great idea. No, it's good. this is really good. Its rules are inscrutable. We're fighting for nothing. Let's let's do it. Yeah. All right. So um, I think I would be Emily Dickinson's best friend mm-hmm. because we both like quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay, we both like not being around people. And I think this is where I have uh, the upper hand on you. We both really like plants. We're both into plants. Okay, those are great reasons why you would be Emily Dickinson's best friend. But you have forgotten a key thing, which is that Emily Dickinson did not like to leave her house. And you would never have met her. And you would not go to her house and hang out with her all day. Ugh. Yeah, I you're would right. go to her house and hang out with her all day. Yeah, and she liked plants, but she liked to look at them indoors. She liked to save plants, you know. I mean, she's well, probably she getting to be them from outdoors. outside. Yeah, she yeah, liked to be in her garden. Outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she'd bring them back with her to gaze upon, to press into little books, you know, to create prairies with. And then the final reason, okay, so those are all the reasons why you wouldn't be her best friend. Just that was just a takedown. And then the reason why I would be her best friend is that. She's a little dark. She just, oh. you know, she's a little dark. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you can't really tell with her poetry. I enjoy gazing into the dark every so mm. often, you know, yeah. and then coming back up. And I also think that her, her, the way she plays with, with, you know, what is dark or shadowy about life is not like, it's not wallowy to me, which mm. is also like, that's also a key thing for me, which is like looking at it, getting what you need and then coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's able to do that. Yeah. In the, what two poems <laughs> that we know <laughs> first yeah i think that's correct though um okay well i will say this if i happen to live in her house like if we just happen to be roommates 
mm-hmm. and we both didn't need to leave our house to engage with each other, then I think I would be good friends with her. Um, but you're right. You would actually make the effort to, if you lived in separate houses, to go over to her house yeah. and spend all day and be totally content not leaving her house. This is the Just thing. Chatting. This is the reason why I said this, because why, why I said me, because at first I was thinking you, because you're so friendly. You're yes. such a friendly person. I'm so friendly. But as I don't know why discussed, you said that like a drag. It was not a drag. It was a it wasn't a compliment either. It was a statement of fact. You're a very friendly person outwardly, but inside, Yuki, on the inside, you know, you don't really yeah. want to make new friends. I don't. I outwardly do not seem very friendly, but between the two of us, I am actually the person who is much more likely to make a new friend. Yeah. But it doesn't come off that way. And we yeah. have discussed how we have these flipped personalities. Yeah. Right. That's why. All right. I'm going to change my vote. Oh, really? So I, so, okay. So then I win that one. Yeah. You win that one. You get to be Emily Dickinson's friend. Oh yeah. I guess we can have winners. All right. So one point for Koya, zero points for Yuki. Okay. (laughs) All right. Question two, which one of us is the bigger Persimmon fan? One, one, two, two, three, three, Yuki. Yuki. Yeah. I love a persimmon. I love the idea of a persimmon. I love persimmon trees. I love dried ones. I love fresh ones. I love the yeah. color. I love to paint them. Sounds like you're about to launch into a real like Bubba Gump scenario where you're just going over all the uses of, of persimmons. <laughs> Dried persimmons, fresh persimmons, persimmon cake, persimmon juice. Um, so I said you because only for the fact that I did not have a fresh persimmon until last fall after we <laughs> read that poem and recorded that episode. I had never had a fresh persimmon. And so I just have not had as long of a chance. And I didn't have a dried persimmon until like, I don't know, like five, six years ago or something. Mm. Persimmons were just not a big part of my life. They are great, though. They're great. And because I don't fully know what to do with them when I have them. I just eat them like I eat the fresh ones fresh, eat the dried ones dried. But there's there's more to be done. There was that persimmon cake recipe in mm. the, the article that we used for that episode. Didn't make it. I said I was going to make it and I didn't do it. There's still time. All right. So I'm going to call that a win for me. I feel like I kind of just wrote that question so that I would get a point. But, um, you know, that was a good question, though. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's one one. Mm -hmm. Question three. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, this one's not a newlywed game question, but we're just going to ask it anyway. What would you bring to a potluck at Aga Shahid Ali's house? Wait, we can make it into a newlywed or a poetry game. Poetry wed game question. Yeah. What if I guess what what you would bring and you guess what I would bring? That's that's actually mm-hmm. how the newlywed game would be played. Is okay. it? Yeah, it actually would. It would. I would be guessing your responses. Oh, all right. So, but then if we do that, then we are completely changing the structure of the game. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, okay. How about this? And the winner is which one Aga Shahid Ali would like best? I like that. Okay. All okay. right. So. Let me think what you would bring first. Okay. I have something. I don't have mine yet. I need a moment. Okay. This is going to be like another 10 minutes. Oh my God. You, you bake so much. And Time so much. is money. Money, money is, oranges. is oranges. Oranges make a podcast or whatever <laughs> we said before. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by possibilities. Okay. Are you bringing, are we bringing something for dinner or for dessert? It's a potluck. Hmm. Okay. What, what am I bringing? 
according I'm, to Koya. I'm not going to win this. I just know I'm not. Uh, a lot of times when I call you or you call me, you're frequently in the process of pulling out some falafel that you had in the freezer that you made a couple of weeks ago, and now it's time to fry them up. And, and falafel answer. and accoutrement, you know? Yeah, yeah, the dips and the yeah. pita. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's a good answer because I feel like it might go well with whatever he's cooking. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's like a bit of a showstopper because it, people are like, yeah, it's you know, impressive. It it's is. impressive because people are like, you, you made that people don't make that in their house. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, I would totally do that just to be impressive. Um, the one that I thought for you was like a, um, like a cardamom spiced bunt cake. So like the so spice is something that I have never made before, but I, I could imagine you making it. Okay. okay. And let me tell you the reason why. Okay. So cardamom, because I feel like, again, with the spices, it would go well with whatever he's making. Mm-hmm. Two, because you're a conscientious guest. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't want to make something that would compete with whatever he's making. So I think you would bring like not a main dish. I think you would bring like, oh. you know, because like some potlucks, you're like, you know, bring an entree, bring a whatever. Yeah. But I feel like Aga Shahid Ali is like, he would he would do the main thing. And if it were a potluck, you'd be like, you can bring other stuff, but don't try to compete yeah. with the show. Okay. And then the third reason is because I feel like you're very ambitious with your baking. And even though you've never, you said you've never made a bunt cake, you're the kind mm-hmm. of person who would make a bunt cake and it would be really beautiful. And all of the edges would come out perfect. And it would Thank be you. like crisp on the outside, moist on the inside, perfectly mm-hmm. spiced, not too sweet. Mm-hmm. There might be some like cardamom orange whipped cream to go along with it, you know, mm-hmm. just to be a little extra because you're a little yeah. extra. I yeah. am. Yeah. All right. So to decide the winner, which one I want would... to reply to that. Okay. To say that cardamom bunt cake does sound delicious. Yeah. I love. I would almost certainly never bring a cake though. Really? Yeah. And do you want to know why? Yeah. Because I tend to bake gluten-free. And but there's a gluten-free, gluten-free cake. There is gluten-free cake, but I don't know if I would serve a gluten-free cake at a potluck because I don't know that everyone would would like it. So, beautiful. well, you know, here's the thing, though, because I have made some gluten-free cakes that were great recently. Um, what was the what's the 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 Japanese what the the light one? The rice flour? No, the other one, the Castella cake. Oh yeah, I did that one. That one turned out great, and it was yeah. gluten-free. Yeah, you couldn't even tell. It was delicious. Yeah. So maybe I would. Yeah. Because then, then when everyone's eating it, I would be like, surprise, you fools. There's no gluten in that. And then, you know, everyone would be really impressed. Yeah, because there's not like, I don't, I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like gluten-free Cake. something just because it's gluten-free. You know, like they don't like it because it's too sweet or they don't like it because it's mushy mm. or something, you know? like Well, the, the texture can usually be off in a oh, gluten-free really? something. Yeah, a lot of times okay. it, it's like a little drier, a little more crumbly or just like not. Okay. Yeah, but the, the, the. The cakes I've made recently have been great. So, okay. So to determine the winner, which one would Aga Shahid Ali like better? One, two, two three. three. Yuki. Koya. Mm. You're just being nice. No, I, I think falafel is a, is a showstopper. And because like in your head, you have like created these potluck rules where it's like, oh, he's he's creating the showstopper. So like I shouldn't do it. And I'm just like, I didn't think about that i just thought it was a potluck you know you get a little bit of everything some you, you know that's the thing with a potluck somebody brings steak somebody brings pancakes who, you know who knows and um i think falafel is a showstopper 
you've made it a lot so you know that it's going to be delicious whereas i've never made a cardamom bundt cake and i mm. am afraid it wouldn't turn out i'd have to workshop it and you would you would make like seven bundt cakes before this party okay all right we're gonna call that one a draw okay i think we should bring both of those things so and no he's points no half point we'll share it um okay. i think he he's probably got like a big personality so he might have some like secret rules in his head but he's also a gracious and kind generous person so he would probably be welcoming of our falafel and bun cake i think we're projecting a lot on Shadley, a lot he's so moving on and generous but, but moving <laughs> on mm -hmm. all right next question which one of us is a sandwich and which one of us is a snack? Okay, so this is reminiscent of... The type, Sarah Kay's The, the type. type by Sarah Kay. Okay, which one of us is a sandwich? Which one of us is a snack? And we're not going to do the countdown thing. You you go first. So this is the only question... Oh, this is like one of two questions that I came up with because I was really bad at coming up with questions. Because as we all know, I'm not the fun one between the two of us. You're so fun. So when I came up with this question... I was just sort of like, I think this is deeply insulting to assign <laughs> anyone to either. I mean, the in the poem, both of these are used as, if not insults, then certainly not things to be desired, not things right. that you want to be. Right. But it's so, a funny question. It's as fun as I can be. Okay. I'll say that. And so as I'm considering my answer for this question, should I be answering this in the the tone in which it was written into the poem or should mm. i just answer as as like if someone as just proposed this question to yeah. you out of no context yeah i think that's what you should do just no context okay then i will say yuki is the sandwich and i am the snack but not in the euphemistic way not in the euphemistic way not in the euphemistic way no yeah you agree i do agree why do you agree I when I think of you, I think of you like always like snacking on something like mm -hmm. half the time I call you, you're like going to the grocery store mm, love and, the grocery store. and you'll be like, Yuki, what do I want? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, aren't you going to the grocery store for some reason? And you're like, no, I was just out. It's <laughs> like, OK, yeah. And so you'll just be like wandering down the aisles being like, should I get this? Should I get that? Yeah. And I think you do like snacks. As we all know, we just had this conversation. Did we? I, yeah. We, so, so I said that when I when I die, and someone is delivering my eulogy, probably you, because you'll probably outlive me because I'm older. Then I want included that she enjoyed a little treat. I'm little always treat. about a little treat. You know, yeah. when I go to the grocery store, the, the 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 best part of going to the grocery store is getting your groceries and then leaving with a little treat for the ride home and it's always it's something you've had but then they've come out with like a a, a slightly different flavor and i'm just like oh mm, never had the that package before. looks different yeah okay so you're in the grocery store right now mm -hmm. you just finished doing your grocery shopping mm -hmm. what are you going to get as a little okay. treat so i don't know why this popped into my head but i would look in i would i would i'd look at the toaster pastries and i would see is there like a toaster pastry what's it has like a pastry like a like pop tart, -tart. yeah oh, okay but i'm you know i'm in I'm in Whole Foods. They ain't got Pop-Tarts up in there. Okay? Oh, right. So, like, they got a toaster pastry, you know, gluten-free, made with, like, millet, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, what flavors do you have today? And then yeah. um, if they have a new flavor, I'm going to try it. 
which is crazy because I have not eaten a toaster pastry in like 10 years. And I don't know yeah. why I said that. But oh, what was the last thing I had? Oh, I ate croissant chips. They were not gluten-free. Those were good. That sounds amazing. They were really good. They were very buttery. That was crazy. I couldn't buy those again. That was that was that was too much. That was insane. It, was, it wasn't a little treat. It was a big treat. <laughs> it was a big treat. Those were delicious. Um, croissant chips. If you would like to sponsor Poetry, mm-hmm. you come on down. <laughs> Get on over here. What else? Little treat. No, that's it. Can I say why I think you're you're a sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Part of it is that you're substantial. Okay. You're oh, so like, we are getting um, euphemistic. It's a little bit euphemistic. I didn't. I, I didn't want it to be euphemistic in terms of like like a snack is, uh, not quite Gen Z. It's probably like more younger millennial slang for like someone who is hot, cute. Right? Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't want it to be like that. Is what okay. I was, is what I'm saying because okay, then it would be but... like, oh, well, I'm saying that I'm the hot one. <laughs> not. <laughs> I think you um, are the hot one, though. <laughs> I think you're the hot one. Um. <laughs> But like, so not euphemistic like that, but in the terms, in, in but like, I do think of a sandwich as being like substantial, substantial. I want to yeah. say hearty, but then that's a little, that's a little rustic. And that's not what I mean. But like substantial, uh, infinitely variable, you know, mm. um, you know, like just like multifaceted is what I think of. And the other reason is because in one episode, I don't remember which one it was. I was uh, editing it recently. I don't remember. Oh, no, it was this episode. It was when yeah, we were was talking about the type. Yeah. And you were just like, I love sandwiches. I didn't I grow up eating sandwiches. And whenever I have a sandwich, it's a good time. And I was just like, all right, you like sandwiches. <laughs> so you clearly have some sort of like soul packed with sandwiches that I actually, listening back. I think there's actually two episodes where I do that, where I, I just talk about how much I like sandwiches. There yeah. was another episode. There was. Yeah. There was. And I was. <laughs> yeah. So you clearly like sandwiches. We so. get it. <laughs> it also had nothing to do with the poem. <laughs> a little tangent for your day to let you know I like sandwiches. Yeah. You yeah. like sandwiches. Yeah. I agree for all of those reasons. You bring joy to an otherwise mundane day. You bring sustenance. Yeah. I bring sustenance. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Potentially last question. Uh, yeah. What is your emotional landscape a la Aham Poetry Convention? So as a reminder, we've got patient waiting. So we got Jasmine. We got forests. We have lovers union. So we're thinking Koringi, which I'm not entirely sure what that is. Mountain flowers, mountain landscapes. All right. We've got lovers infidelity. We have uh, the tree with red flowers and pastoral regions. We've got anxious waiting. So we've got natal, which is a water flower, coastal regions. And then we have separation. It's like a desert waste. Which one are you? So when I when I came up with that question, real, I was thinking just like in general, you know, is there like a particular landscape? Uh-huh. Uh, not necessarily that it had to be one of those landscapes. Oh, okay. But, I mean, but for me, my answer, it doesn't really matter because my landscape would be the forest, which is like, regardless of, you know, these poetic conventions, I like to go into a forest, you know, and then uh, kind of walk around. Maybe people are catching sightings of me like Bigfoot. And then I emerge from the forest, you know, and I'm like renewed after going into the forest. Mm. You're so like a nymph. I, yeah. 
Well, I think I'm a little, I'm like a little, I'm, a, I'm like a little more substantial than a nymph. You're, you're a Yeti. <laughs> I'm like a Yeti. Yeah. 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 And so I love the forest. And so that actually is, since that is one of the, uh, which one is it? It's patient waiting. It's patient waiting. I am not patient and I do not wait. I'm extremely impatient actually. So it, it does not match up with this particular uh, thing, but like, I do love a forest. Mm. And the other thing you also too, smell nice. I'm oh, sorry. Thank like you. Jasmine. I, all right. Thank you. Um, so the other reason actually, if we're, if I'm to, to get into the metaphor, because I said my emotional landscape, so I shouldn't just say, yeah. Oh, like I just like being in the forest. Forests are dense and, and, and thick with trees you know, they can be really like, uh, like you can commune with nature in a way that is divine, but, but it's also forests can be really scary because they're like yeah. dark and things can pop out and you never quite know which of those experiences you're going to get, or if it's going to like, those experiences are going to kind of converge, you know, you're going to have like a divine scary experience, mm. um, which I think that's how I feel about my inner emotional landscape a lot. Reminds me of, uh, Emily Dickinson. Oh yeah. Wilderness. Yeah. 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 Nice. Exactly. I like it. What about you, Yuki? I'm not sure. I'm. Tr- I think I'm trying to connect it too much to these. Um, these five types. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. Uh, that well, the first landscape that comes to mind after reading these is like the coastal one. Um, I do think I'm like a very watery person. Yeah. Um, sometimes a little dramatic. So you know, it's like a dramatic California coastline. What else? I love like the wind blowing through my hair, you know, a, like a windswept hike. I feel like coastal regions do have a lot of life, but they're living in kind of different spaces. So there's like, you can see the ocean life and you can see the dune flowers and you can see uh, the shorebirds, you know? So there's like, there's a lot of stuff going on. What else? I don't know what that has to do with me, but it, I do like that. I have a, Okay. I have a theory. I don't know if I, have I told you this theory? I, I have know. my theory, and I it has yet to be unproven, though someone one day is going to disprove this, is that your the landscape that you are drawn to is totally not exactly genetic, but like whenever people are like, oh, I'm like, you know, I like I love the sea or like I love this. And I'm like, where where are your ancestors from? And in that every mm. single time, every single time, it's always been like, oh, well, you know, if they love the sea. They're from some coastal area, you know? Yeah. Me, I love the forest. I come from a forest people. Okay. And that's that's my theory. I think it's a good theory. I love the ocean, but I grew up in Tennessee mm-hmm. where we don't have the ocean. We're a very landlocked place. Yeah. Uh, but my, my people are an ocean people. Yeah. And I remember when I first moved out to California and I would ride my bike next to the coast uh, to school every day. And I was like, I felt such a strong affinity to the ocean, even though I did not grow up with it. So it wasn't like a learned thing. I do think it was like something deep in my soul. Yeah, I did not grow up. I mean, I don't think I'd never been hiking or anything like that. I I wasn't like wandering around the forest as a child. Yeah. Um, But uh, when I got older and was, you know, figuring out how to be in the world, the forest called to me. Mm. And I come from a, yeah, from a forest people. Yeah. The forest calls and you must go. And you must answer. And you must answer. I do really like mountains and I do hike a lot. 
I like a mountain but as it's well. It's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. I like to look upon a mountain. I do also like to be on top of a mountain, but getting up to the top is exhausting. I like to get up to the top of a mountain with a low, medium effort hike. Anything that requires more than that. And uh, I'm a look at that mountain from, from the base of that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all the questions that we came up with. Do you have any last ones? My last question is, was this a weird episode to do? It was a weird episode. <laughs> it's good to reflect. It's good to have a little fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I have a fun co-host to force me to be fun. Well, you didn't force me, but to, to you know, I explicitly asked. I was like, hey, I want to do something fun. But I truly, my mind goes blank when I think of something fun. It wasn't so much a reflection on our experience or the poems. But or on it was anything. Like, or on anything uh, other than our friendship and our mm-hmm. knowledge of each other. But I had a good time and I had a good time making season two. So in that way, it was it was representative <laughs> of my experience making season two with you. Good. Very fun. Well, I guess this is the end of season two. Is there going to be a season three? Well, I thought so. Now I'm not sure. No, that was, you, that was the opening for you to be oh. like, you betcha. Oh. Because we've already started working on it. So, is there going to be a season three? Of course. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see you in season three at some point. Who knows when? And remember, good oranges make good podcasts. Bye bye. Bye. We cannot keep that in there. Why not? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense.